What's up, ladies and gentlemen of YouTube? Boogie2988 coming at you live once again through the power of the internet. I uh, lost a lot of weight. That's, yeah? That's what I let did. Me... I, I went, I got teeth surgery. Let me see them pearly whites. Uh, yeah, see? See, look at this. I mean, you, you'd yeah. think that they would have done like a better job since I paid top dollar. Uh, but I couldn't complain, you know, uh, with all of the, the weight that I lost during it. Um, it was a really well, now, useful, it was a really useful surgery. I'm very proud. Yeah. You look, of, you of, look, not me. I didn't do anything, but of the surgeons. They you did look fantastic. Job. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Me, Ellis. Yeah. I think you look fantastic now. That's so the great. real mystery here is. Yeah. What happened to Jacob? Where is Jacob at? Where is that Jacob boy? Is he late? Is he not showing up today? Is that guy slacking off? Yeah, I think he's just not going to show up today. How long do you think you can keep that up? Do you think how we, disappointing? You keep what up? Role play boogie the entire podcast, and I'll role play you. Uh, which one of those do you think is harder? Because boogie uh, has a very distinct personality. He brings a lot of gravitas to any performance that he does, <laughs> and uh, do you say he brings a lot of gravity? Yeah. You making fat jokes about him? No, no, no. He lost oh, all the he's weight. He's not here? He lost all the uh, weight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair do. enough. Hey, everybody. Fair enough. Boogie couldn't make it today. He's off getting actual teeth surgery. He's going to have beautiful new pearly whites for the next episode. But welcome to the 14th episode of the Big Stack Podcast, which uh, is going to be fun jokey jokes and some video game news today. Jacob, do Maybe. you have any? Maybe do on I have the any jokey jokes or maybe on the video game news? J jokes? You Do you want to just like start off with a question? Yeah, man, absolutely. Can we? All right, so we're we are the Look, big breakfast boys. The cops the aren't down. The cops aren't here. Okay, it's the fucking wild west on the Big Stack podcast today. Nobody the to tell us what to do. Police are in somewhere else getting teeth surgery. Fuck the All right. police. Popo Kangaroo asked us, "What food do you want to add to the breakfast category? So you got pancakes, you got waffles, you got bacon, you got sausage. Well, you can eat a lot of things for breakfast." You can eat anything for breakfast. So it's it's hard to make that, you know, what is in the category. But I think I want to add lasagna. To You're going to add lasagna. I want to add meat. lasagna, but not just any lasagna. I, You know, like a breakfast burrito. I want breakfast okay. lasagna. It has oh. like eggs in there and bacon. Oh. Maybe some like roasted potatoes on the side, but still with like marinara <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't sound delicious. Breakfast lasagna sounds great. Maybe I mean I would eat the, it. Hold the like pancake syrup. That would not be so good on breakfast lasagna. But not so much. All your savory breakfast foods could very easily be just you know stuffed, folded, if you will, into a tasty lasagna. That's what pretty would you good. Add? I I'm gonna add fried rice. It's already oh. got the egg. It's already got the egg in it. All right. We we already got started there. Okay. All right. So for the for the protein in there. Uh, do some like breakfast sausage, mm -hmm. maybe some bacon, maybe some bacon, maybe some mix, bacon. mix the peas and carrots. None of that. Okay. Place. Got it. I, I don't want those anytime really much <laughs> for breakfast. I'm okay with that. carrots, but no peas, no peas. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you add to the, uh, what do you add to the fried rice to make it breakfast instead of the peas and carrots? I mean, it's already got eggs in there. Yeah. So maybe I think, potatoes. I, I think that's where you put the pancake syrup. Oh, on the fried rice. Yeah, I think you're going to have the first, uh, you know, sweet rice. Nobody's out there making syrupy rice. Probably not. We, you know, no. we should stop podcasting, and we should start opening restaurants. Hey, Jacob, do you have any good video game news for us? 
Oh boy, do I. What do you got? Let's let's talk about Borderlands three. Okay, so yeah. We we got a trailer for it. Yeah, we uh, did. A little over a week ago. Uh-huh. Um, that, you know, showed us more or less that, hey, it's another Borderlands game. And if you like Borderlands things, yeah. then you will possibly like this game because it has the things that Borderlands games have in it. I was disappointed in that trailer. Now, okay. this is, you know, I'm I'm already not a uh I'm not a fan of Borderlands, not because I think it's a bad game, but it's a shooting man game and I say it all the time. I'm I'm just not really that into them. So take what I have to say with a grain of salt. That being said, uh as a trailer, it it didn't really tell me anything about the game other than uh we're making a Borderlands game. You will shoot guns in it and uh all of your favorite characters are back. Other than that, I know nothing about Borderlands 3. And I feel like if they had just sent me, like, a JPEG of the Borderlands 3 logo, I could have made all of those assumptions just just based on that. I would that's, kind that's of just possible. assume that, yeah, I'll probably shoot guns and, and Tiny Tina will probably be around. Yeah, that's, shoot guns. that's that's fair. So that doesn't mean that it's a bad game no. by any means, but I think it was kind of a weak trailer. It's hard to be that excited about it unless you're just a huge fan of the series, in which case, you know, hype it up absolutely enjoy it yeah i, I mean i I'm, I'm interested to see what a borderlands game looks like in yeah. 2019 because it's been a while and we have uh developed that genre quite a bit the yeah. kind of looter shooter mm-hmm. game with uh leveling up and skills and that sort of thing different yeah, characters that you play uh that genre has evolved a lot mm-hmm. so I, I think that if they just put out another borderlands game that probably wouldn't be that exciting or interesting. It would be fine. It, it pro- wouldn't be bad because Borderlands, sure. the other games aren't bad. So if they just did that again, it wouldn't be that bad. Right. But um, it probably wouldn't be new and exciting and interesting. And I don't think people would talk about it as much yeah. as if they do something crazy and innovative. Yeah, I totally agree. I imagine it'll fall somewhere in the middle of they'll do some new stuff and people will like it mm-hmm. or they won't. And then yeah. people will kind of talk about that. I don't know that it's going to be a oh, game of the year, but it's too far out to tell, it's right? Like we haven't tell. played yeah. it. Who knows? Uh, some other big news from Borderlands. It will be a Epic Store exclusive for the oh, first boy. six months that okay. it is out. That's a, that's quite a long time. I, I, I mean, mean, as far as exclusive windows go, uh, it's on the normal side. That's about how long those exclusive windows are yeah except when it comes to the epic store where they seem to be indefinite yes or um, or years long with some of their other games that that are exclusive to their store so i guess this is something that we've talked about before that a lot of gamers are on a budget and especially when it comes to games like uh borderlands which is generally it's not a single player game but it's not like destiny that is all about the online zeitgeist of playing with everybody and you know being there on launch day uh there's usually quite a story to explore it's possible that people will look at this as an opportunity to buy the game late. You know, we, we uh, had the professor on not that long ago, and one of the things that he talked about was how that's how he approaches games, is he buys everything a year and a half after it's been out, avoiding spoilers as much as he can, and gets everything for half off or, or even cheaper. And if you absolutely hate the Epic Store and don't want to support them, which we've had a lot of people say that that is how they feel about it, uh, maybe this will be a good opportunity to do that, to just yeah. buy it late. Now, six months might not be enough time for that, but it's possible. 
you know, maybe the game will be cheaper by the time it comes out on Steam and other platforms. That's yeah, that's true. We just wait for a for a Steam sale after it has come out on Steam. Yeah. Um, well, so one of the things that has come from this, the Epic Store uh, exclusivity is uh, mm. people are pretty upset about that. Uh, and Borderlands 1 and 2, and to a certain extent, the pre-sequel, which isn't even developed by Gearbox, oh. uh, on Steam is getting review bombed with lots and lots and lots of negative reviews. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Most of which specifically reference the Epic Store. Those games have nothing to do with the Epic Store. Those well, games are before the Epic Store fucking existed. Now, are you talking about Borderlands 3 getting review bombed? Which does also does not make sense because no one has played it yet. Also, you can't review a game that isn't on a platform. Right. It allows reviews. Exactly. So they don't have the option to express their uh, negative feelings in that specific way. So they are uh, lashing out. That's so absurd to me. That it's that's crazy, where you, right? Like, I get the the frustration of of I'm upset about this, and I think that we're moving in a poor direction, and I want to be heard, and I want to say things about it. Why the hell would that be your outlet to just like take it out on a a random game that has nothing to do with what's going on? I mean, I understand it's still a Borderlands game, but all you're doing is tanking a series that you presumably care about, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, also putting all these reviews on a game that is this old, like, the the people who like that game and want to play that game probably have already played the game and yes. heard of it and know roughly what it is. Uh, it seems like the negative reviews would have little to no impact other than, I guess, us here talking about it now. Sure, yeah, I mean, maybe it can only help, right? Maybe people will go back and play Borderlands because they hear about the review bombing rather than just the bad reviews. Right. Uh, well, I think that there's got to be a has... more constructive way to express your dislike of the Epic Store. Yeah. So Steam has a uh, like a filtration system mm -hmm. that kicks in, uh, and I think this is the first game that we've seen it with, where if a game that was previously like mostly positive or all positive suddenly drops to mostly negative, all of a sudden. Uh, even though like the game's been out for a while or whatever, it filters out the the negative reviews and shows people the positive reviews. Okay, ba based on the review bombing thing, because I right. think this is uh, a, a becoming a common, which is odd and seems counterintuitive to me. Yes, I agree. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, you know, I want Borderlands Three to be a good game. Yeah, absolutely. I don't necessarily like the way that epic store is going about things but you know it's not worse than other practices that other st like stores have i don't know maybe it's just new bad and like we're used it's to different the old bad. bad you know everybody i guess so everybody already hates you play everybody already hates all of those things so i i understand that everybody hates the ea store and and so on and so on Maybe it's just the latest thing, and I don't know. It seems like they're doing some disgusting shit, to be they honest. They are. I, I'm not trying to deny that they're shady as fuck, but I don't know. It's not that much shadier than other stuff. Mm -hmm. So so maybe maybe it's just we've moved on to uh, pointing out this shady stuff and saying, hey, that's bad, which we absolutely should be doing. Yeah, you're right. You're we should be expressing right. that the things that they're doing are uh, anti-consumer and, and bad. Uh, pretty much overall mm -hmm. 
So moving on from how much everybody dislikes the Epic Store, do we have any positive news? Is there any like good games yeah. that you're interested in? What do you got? Oh, I see yes. a smile. So at PAX East, they showed off about 20 minutes of uh, Outer Worlds gameplay. Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's been I'm very excited about the by game. Obsidian. Obsidian. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the stuff that they showed looked a little rough, but it looked like a game that's, you know, in development and everything hasn't been kind of smoothed out. Mm -hmm. They're still figuring all of their, their stuff out, but they showed off about 20 minutes of gameplay, which was, um, a whole mission, uh, and then, uh, some like interactions with NPCs and, uh, a couple of weapons that they hadn't shown off before. Okay, cool. So the mission that they played looked fun and interesting. It was centered around, uh, role-playing and not just shoot all the guys that spawned that's awesome um, that's really which cool I was into. it was like you know uh speech trees and stuff like that and uh, it had a resolution that depended on what uh speech options you looked or uh, you picked and stuff like that okay um this that looked really fun and then after that they kind of just went back to the town and kind of fucked around for a little while mm -hmm. and uh they showed off a weapon which quite possibly is my new favorite weapon in a game okay all right now better I'm than the you... insect glaive Yes, absolutely. So All I'm right, gonna I'm gonna it? tell you what the the weapon is named. Oh, I'm excited. And and if you if you want to, I would love for you to guess what you think this weapon does. Sure, no problem. I got this. All right. Uh, the weapon is called the Mandibular Rearranger. Okay. And if it helps, Mandibular. Yes, Mandibular Rearranger. And if it helps, it is a science weapon. Okay. Um, I'm. I'm going to be honest, I'm unfamiliar with my mandibulars. Okay. I know of the mandula oblongata because of the movie okay. Waterboy. And <laughs> I know that these are my mandibles. That's what Boogie's getting fixed are his, uh, you know, the little stones in his mandibles. But okay. I don't know what my mandibulars are. So I'm just going to guess that it uh, swaps your mouth around. That's what it does. Dude, you're not far off. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Uh, so what it looked like to me, because they didn't like fully explain the science behind what it did. Uh huh. Uh, it's like a, a stick with that kind of looks like a like a stun baton kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and he hit somebody with it, oh. and it looked like, uh, you know, whenever you're doing a create a character and you like put all the sliders wherever you want, and then you hit the random button. Uh huh. Uh, it looked like a button or a, a weapon <laughs> that just randomizes everyone's sliders. That's awesome. I love the idea that they would play with their like character creation engine in that way. Does it, it damage the enemy? So I think it does. Uh, yeah, it does a little bit of damage, and then it gives them a debuff that will event if you hit them enough with it, freeze them in place. Okay. I guess lose control of their body. They didn't sure. like go into detail of of how it did all of these things. Uh, that they just is kind of were like here's this thing. That's an incredibly unique idea. I really like that. So my my favorite part about this is uh, that weapon started as a bug. Really? Did they a, talk was, about that? I guess at, at like with the devs? yeah, they they mentioned it. They said this was this was like a bug, and then we just kind of liked how it worked. <laughs> so we we fixed it and made it work in yeah. a way that would be a weapon. And uh, the, and here's the mandibular rearranger now. I am so happy whenever bugs become features. Yes, that's, it is the best. That's so fantastic. I mean, it's like 90% of why Brood War was such a competitive game because of all the weird <laughs> fucking bug exploits. It's why speedrunning works. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that stuff. I think that's great. So yeah, there's there's like 20 minutes of, of gameplay of uh, Outer Worlds um, on YouTube, and mm-hmm. I recommend watching it. It was very entertaining and fun. I think it was uh, some of the devs playing um, in front of a or for like a live panel. Okay. Uh, so I would uh, I would definitely go check that out because that sounds it, fantastic. That game looks yeah. really exciting to me, even if it's not in like my normal genres. Uh, and Obsidian is known for being a fantastic game studio. Yeah, I'm I am super excited about this game. I, I don't know that we have a release date on it just yet, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully we we get it soon because it looks weird and and cool and yeah. entertaining. It I looks like, like weird honestly, and cool. it looks like the Fallout game that I want. <laughs> That's it looks like oh, what I want Fallout to be. F's and chat for good old seventy six. I actually I have some things that I need to tell you. Some players, some seventy six things, have discovered the actual secret hidden in game oh, to Fallout 76. Was the game good all along? Yes. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Oh my god. Okay, guys. Based, based on some of this stuff. Big stack exclusive Fallout 76, it turns out, is a fantastic game because of what? I'm going to uh, read you this headline <clears throat> and uh, I'll let you... Brahmin experiments are the new in-game activity that players have invented for Fallout 76. I'm sorry, did you say ramen experiments? Brahmin. Oh, Brahmin. Brahmin. Bra- the two-headed cows. Oh. Okay. Um, I didn't know that the engine allowed for such things, but what kind of experiments are we talking about here? Well, this all started with uh, a player who was upset about an update that changed the way a town worked. Well. So they uh, started messing with the Brahmin ragdoll physics. Because it's weird. It's like kind of floaty. So it like, you know, it, it takes a long time to fall and it like mm. ragdolls around and twists in weird shapes and stuff like that. Uh, so it started off with that and then it uh, kicked off there. And then a uh, another player who makes some Fallout 76 content. Um, mm-hmm. I, I watched a bunch of his videos. He is called a swift kick in the nuts. Oh, sorry. That, wait, that's his kick. name? A swift kick in the junk. Sorry. Oh, swift kick in the junk. That's, that's his YouTube different. channel. Got it. This is that's his YouTube channel, and uh, I would go check it out. He makes some like pretty fun videos. Okay. Uh, he, he crafted a a siege weapon. I'm sorry. You can make siege weapons in Fallout 76. Uh, you kind of can, yeah. Okay. That launches Brahmin. Oh my god. Off of a cliff, and they just kind of like ragdoll. And he liked this <laughs> idea, and it worked well. I like uh, this idea. So he built a base that was a big wall with various <laughs> platforms that were scored. And so you have to launch the Brahmin up onto the board and oh score points. God. This is some emergent gameplay, okay? This is like how Defense of the Ancients was made in the Warcraft engine. <laughs> this yeah. is exactly going to be what the next... I mean, I guess it's basically just Angry Birds, but with weird mutant cows. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, t- yeah, I mean, you're I'm not calling my shot, over. okay? This is the next genre of video games, is Brahmin-centric. Brahmin Br- launching? Brahmin launching, absolutely. Uh, someone else, uh, it actually might be the same guy or someone else, I, I can't remember. Uh, they also built a Brahmin disco. That certainly okay, is not... how does that know, work? None of this is, is obviously safe for the Brahmin, okay? <laughs> I just want to be clear. Thousands have a of problem... Brahmin were harmed in the making of this video. <laughs> If you have a problem with Brahmin-based violence, <laughs> don't look these videos up. Or play Fallout. 
you can play Fallout without hurting the Brahmin. Pretty yeah, much, but right? surely the Brahmins just get hurt. I can't imagine that it's easy out there for a cow in the nuclear apocalypse. Even that's if true. they do that's have true. two heads. Uh, so somebody built a uh, a base that's a room uh, that has a bunch of like nodes that shock and filled it with, with Brahmins. And whenever the Brahmin corpse gets shocked, it kind of like ragdolls and flies through the air. Well, that's so the, uh, that seems a little abusive. I, I just, I warned you, okay? That is funny, though. That is quite amusing. But that's the state of Fallout 76. If you guys are looking for an update, that's the new yeah. in-game for Fallout 76, is uh, Brahmin ragdoll physics are funny and good. When your game is so bad that players are just playing a completely different game inside of it, that, that's not a good sign as a you know, AAA studio. Not necessarily, especially whenever your game is a, a live server, got a roadmap of a bunch of content. Yeah. That makes coming out worse. over the course of the year uh, <laughs> uh you know yeah i want that game to be good i want people to have good fun games that they like yeah and if, if this is if this is the game people want maybe i'm it, super happy that they have it sure absolutely and maybe maybe this brings the interest up and people will keep playing it long enough for them to actually do something with it to to make it the game that they wanted to originally produce because i know that that's one of the things that they've said is that this is not the finished product that we had in our minds we want to do better and i hope that they do yeah because it's I, not looking I, good yeah for the old 76 i have a game that i want to talk about ooh i'm excited it what is called a plague tale okay uh colon innocence i don't i don't know if that so it's weird for me when a a game that is brand new has like a subtitle yeah because it implies that it's like the second or third in a series or even like the first and and maybe this is going to be some kind of episodic thing and they'll come out with more either way uh it is an i don't know how you describe this basically like an action adventure game okay that takes place in some kind of plague infested uh europe Okay. And you have um you're you're controlling a teenager, she's got like a younger brother and you're trying to navigate this really bizarre landscape full of rats that are um afraid of light, so you're like constantly like lighting fires and using torches to keep them away from you and stuff. Kind of similar to what we saw in uh Dishonored with the plague rats. Oh yeah, okay. Uh but this has a much different tone. It's a lot more serious. It looks like it's really trying to tell more of a story. Um, and the gameplay itself is more like a puzzle game than anything else, where you have some tools available to you where you're trying to set up these reactions so that, like, you can move through different um, rat-infested areas. You often kill guys or kill enemies by attacking their lights, and then the rats kind of swarm them and kill them for you. Oh. Uh, it's it's pretty grimdark. Um, okay. Visually, it looks fantastic. The sound design looks amazing. That was kind of what uh, originally attracted me to the game, is it has some really cool and unique music. Uh, the voice acting is is not great. I don't know. There's, there's like, one character in the trailer and in the games that is just sounds completely desynced from the world, and, and that's a shame. But who knows, right? The game is, is not out yet. It comes out, I think, on the 14th of this month. It's being developed by... Asobo Studios, and it will be on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. So okay, cool. you should have you know your platform of choice, however you want to play the game. But if you are into these kinds of uh, darker story-driven games, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good example of that. 
uh, I haven't, you know, seen any reviews for it yet because, like I said, the game's not out, and I don't know if they've had any review copies. But I watched both the trailer and some gameplay, and both of that actually looks pretty cool. It looks pretty fun. So definitely check out A Plague Tale Innocence uh, coming to you in, what, about seven days, I think is when oh, it Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, like soon. I said, it's on the 14th. Cool. Oh, wait, hang right. on. Never mind. It's not. It's 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 on the 14th of a different month. Oh, no. Well, uh, what? I, I believe Which it's month? May 14th. Unless oh, okay. it's, it might have been, it might have been March. Maybe this game's been out for a fucking month and I'm like way late to the party. I'm going to look like an idiot on the internet. But this oh, is the no. first that I have heard about it. This is the first time you've looked like an idiot on the so, internet. So, yeah, that's never happened before, especially not on this podcast. Man, if I just talked about a game that's coming out, that came out a fucking month ago, I am, I am so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Do you have any I'm weird questions or, or video games? Oh, what do you got to do? I need I need to pause this real quick. Sorry. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh-oh. Man, boogie leaves and everything just goes off the rails, guys. Everything is just falling apart. The house is crumbling around our ears. What are we going to do? Oh, he's back. I guess everything's okay. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, my I uh, closed the door to my studio to mm-hmm. keep my cats out because they're yeah. noisy not realizing that one of them was sleeping in the closet. And so in the middle he of gotcha. talking, he hops out of the closet and doesn't like, all right, I need to fucking get out of here. That's right. So you got, all right. I got, got, do you have any weird questions for us or oh, any additional boy. weird questions? I do. What do you got? All right. Uh, so after the apocalypse, let's assume that all of your survival needs uh-huh. are taken care of. All right, you're not worried about that. You're you're okay. gonna be alive. Sure, you're gonna be fine. Right, I got my bug out bag. What are you gonna do to unwind? What's your apocalypse activity? Okay, what kind of apocalypse? Because that changes things, right? If it's a zombie apocalypse, then I'm probably gonna unwind by doing something to those zombies, either you know killing them or uh, okay. Maybe trying to make some kind of like weird zombie disco where I I, I could like set them up, do like a a traveling show, right? But I'm going to have zombie related hobbies. Zombie related hobbies. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. I was going to say, let's let's assume it's an apocalypse where there are little to no survivors. You are able to go out in the world and do whatever you want by Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Some zombie based hobbies. Yeah. Mess with those guys. Uh, I've always wanted to take a car and like put it in drive and put a a brick on the <laughs> on the gas pedal like in like in several movies drive it into a ravine uh-huh not with you but, in it just i I just no, want to no, throw no. cars into water into bodies yeah, of water definitely yeah I, you know what I buy that that sounds like fun i I'm honestly i I might like try to learn how to and construct a siege weapon. That would oh, maybe launch, like by, launch the cars. So you just need to do a ramp with the cars, what you're trying to do. I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could do that. Or make like a big old catapult or a trebuchet. Uh-huh. Uh to to launch maybe cars or or motorcycles or the like. Oh, that does sound like quite the project. That sounds like something I want to do to unwind right now. Not to launch cars or motorcycles, but just like building <laughs> a trebuchet in my backyard. Sounds pretty entertaining. Are you are you allowed to do that? Yeah, they're like perfectly legal. Trebuchets are legal, like within yeah, city there's, limits. Yeah, there's there's no uh, there's no ban on medieval siege weaponry, as far as I know. Hmm. Now, if you start launching stuff, you might have some that. Problems. Is not allowed. Yes, you can't okay. use it. You can own it. 
can you? And even then, I think you can use it on your own property, but generally those th- you, you need a lot of property to uh, launch something out of a trebuchet and then have it, like, whatever it launched land still on your property. Well, 300 meters, right? Uh, probably, I mean, maybe for, like, a little trebuchet. No, trebuchet, that's how, that's, I guess a, so. 300 meters is pretty far. Yeah, 300 meters is pretty far. Yeah. No, 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 they, they launch them, like, 300, 300 meters. Hmm. I yeah, have I one it. other thing that I want to do in the apocalypse, because oh, I was okay. thinking about, like, what is a common theme in all apocaly- ap- apocalypses? Apocalypsi? Apox? Whatever. In those things. Uh, yeah. There's always a fucking random shopping cart. And I guess yeah. that's that's how you know that, like, shit's getting real, is there's a deer in a city, and there's a shopping cart where it's not supposed to be. Yeah. Yep. I want to make... You remember the the opening of Jackass where they're all in the in the shopping cart and they're just the like rolling down stuff. Cart. Yeah, I yeah. want to make actual tracks for like basically shopping cart luge. <laughs> that's that's my other plan. Is okay. I want to do I want to I want to promote the sport of shopping cart luge and I want everybody to be in on it. You can mod your shopping carts however you want to, and I will build courses around you know the the wastelands of our town. That sounds great. I mean, you don't need to wait for the apocalypse for, to do that well or alternatively you you could wait for the apocalypse and then instead of a human going down you just put a zombie in. that works pretty well yeah then you don't have to worry so much about safety yeah you just throw them in there mm-hmm. time to it it'll be fine yeah no problem you don't even need to time to it it's just how long can you keep your zombie in the thing so you how gotta find can bigger you get them down the hill yep and they gotta stay in the cart yeah that's pretty good yeah that I sounds like, that. like good uh, all right, can we talk about Evo a little bit? Yeah, so, let's talk about Evo. Fighting games not necessarily your thing, but I, uh, I enjoy the... watching fighting games a lot. Yeah, especially like uh, competitions and stuff. Mortal Kombat 11 looking like it's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited yeah, about Mortal Kombat. Pretty hype Kombat about 11. Mortal Kombat 11. Are you actually going to play it, or are you just going to watch me? Oh, and I'm going to watch so much of that game <laughs> and play so little. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, all right, so the uh, the Evo 2019 registration—not necessarily the numbers, but the like um, the ranking of which games got the most registrations. Okay, uh, this is out. people that want to go and play those games at Evo. That's what they, they've registered mean. to go enter the tournament. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and taking the number one spot, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me, is uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Really? I was not expecting that. Wow. So I, I think it's it's due to a, a number of things. Okay. Um, mainly melee's not there. Yeah. So the melee players that will play both mm-hmm. just signed up under ultimate. Sure. So instead of splitting the player base of Smash from Smash Four and melee like it has been previous years, mm-hmm. they all got funneled into ultimate. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, does it cost so, money to sign up to play at Evo? I'm sure it does. Because I wonder I if. No- the fact that like Smash is also a more casual game or has a lot more casual appeal, uh, maybe you know they just attracted a bigger crowd for that reason. A lot of people really like that game, whereas other games like Street Fighter that are known for being more difficult and more technical, nobody wants to play that at Evo because they know they're just going to get trashed. But maybe enough people That's just want to go have fun and play Smash. Not I, to I think imply it's... that Street Fighter is not fun. Yeah. I think it's a perfect storm. It's it's a similar thing to that. Uh, people are not 
um, super on Street Fighter V. They don't mm-hmm. like it as much. Uh, not that it's a bad game or anything like that, but people seem to not like it as much, even though that one got the third most registrations. Okay. Uh, the second being Tekken 7, oh. which I'm very excited to see. I love Tekken 7. Yeah, you actually play Tekken 7. Uh, I, you, if I, I remember play. rightly, you you won the last Evo for Tekken 7, or do, am, do I have you confused with somebody else? You got else? me mixed up. You got me mixed up oh, with somebody else. That happens all the time. Sorry about that. Sorry to whoever uh, won the Evo for Tekken 7. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, then after Street Fighter and fourth uh, for registrations is Mortal Kombat 11, actually. It's not even oh, out yeah, yet. It will be out by then. Man, it'll be out by then for sure. I hope it I hope it lives up. Like, I hope it is a good game. I, I hope it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, also, notably on this list that is not a game that is out yet is Samurai Showdown. Wow. It's, it's at Evo with the seventh most registrations. It's not out yet. People, I, I think people have played like demo versions of it. Mm hmm. Uh, maybe for like review things or, sure. or something. I don't just even like Mortal know. Kombat, maybe right? they like haven't. we've played the beta of it at least. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They. I don't think they've done any betas for Samurai Showdown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just wanted to talk about that for for a second because it's that's um, super exciting though. I, I'm really crazy. interested to see new fighting games at Evo because it means that things like the meta haven't really been figured out yet, right? Yeah. Nobody knows what everybody's going to bring. Nobody has like strategies prepared or anything like that, or, or picks and counter picks. That stuff takes time to develop, and it's always really exciting when a game like that is is brand new, and you just basically see people competing on raw skill alone. Yeah, and you might see like breakout characters or breakout players who uh, just have like mastered being e- extremely good at something, or figured out that one character, like you know, they they were in the tank harder, they did more research, and they figured out that this character has an amazing matchup against the field. That's yeah. that's always really fun. It's like the first time a game has has shown up at Evo or been played professionally or competitively. I'm way in for that. I love it, even when it's not a genre that I'm particularly interested in. Yeah, you gonna watch Evo with me this year? Hell yeah, absolutely. Nice. That's Do a big old Evo watch party. I'm excited about that. Uh, all right. So earlier you mentioned a game that you were really excited about. I want to talk about a game that I'm very excited about. Yeah. What do you got coming up? Anyone out there? <laughs> uh is uh, been paying attention to mm-hmm. uh uh cyanide studio is developing a paranoia crpg um okay. what does so, crpg mean uh I, the What's c stands the c? for computer it's it, it oh. just means like a game like like Baldur's gate that's like kind of the top oh, down. okay got it yeah classic adventure RPG. yeah classic rpg uh so uh paranoia is a property that i really love okay um it's a uh, tabletop RPG mm-hmm. that is set in a utopian future where everyone lives in a big complex to protect them from the outside world. And the complex is run by uh, your best friend, the computer. And there's a big AI that, that keeps the entire thing running and keeps okay. everyone happy and healthy and well put together. Um, and... Uh, Obviously, things are not as utopian as you would hope. Okay. Uh, oh, it sounds intriguing. It sounds like so a cool I, world. It, it's a it's a very it's a very cool world. So uh, as I I grew up playing the tabletop RPG game of this, mm-hmm. um, and the premise of the tabletop RPG, which I imagine will be what the video game is, is uh, the game starts with you being promoted up one clearance level mm-hmm. uh, from ultraviolet. Uh, or sorry, infrared? Yeah, infrared, sorry. Uh, infrared, One which is basically 
the the, the people who kind of hang out and make sure all the vending machines work mm-hmm. or that the trash can lowest of the low properly you get promoted up one clearance level to red clearance okay. which gives you the new duties of troubleshooter which means that you find trouble and you shoot it <laughs> that's clever i like that this sounds really cool i'm i'm really interested in this i have tried many times to get into uh classic rpgs like Baldur's gate and stuff like that and i have a harder time with it but uh i think that's probably just because they're older and i should probably try some of the newer ones i know people really like divinity um mm-hmm. and what, what there was another one that came out recently tyranny is another one yeah uh, and pillars of eternity pillars of eternity yeah um so i should probably give some of those a shot because i love rpgs and i love good storytelling and from what i've heard these games all have fantastic storytelling and hopefully paranoia will continue to do that yeah so uh sonnet studio um has mostly developed um smaller games um which i imagine this will also be a smaller game Mm -hmm. i don't know that this is on everybody's radar uh, but they did like the Blood Bowl games and Sticks, oh, yeah. that like third person kind of action oh, stealthy game. Yeah, where I remember Sticks. You're like a weird goblin guy. Yeah. Yeah. That game looked gross. Um, Not like a bad game, just like gross. Visually. Like, visually gross. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure what to expect from this game, but it's coming out this year. Okay. on consoles and pc and um i want to like these style of games but they're always fantasy based mm-hmm. and fantasy is not like really my thing i'm i'm way more into sci-fi and stuff yeah and this is built on a property that i grew up uh, loving mm-hmm. and you know living in that world and, and having a blast so i'm very excited about this game it's paranoia i, I think it's just called paranoia uh maybe happiness is mandatory okay uh, paranoia happiness is mandatory um because that's one of the names of uh, one of the books got it yeah i mean i know uh, it has that like tongue-in-cheek kind of sense of humor about everything um yes. kind of similar to bioshock though though bioshock um very quickly devolves from that into being a, a more of a horror story than anything else sure uh, but this sounds like it it kind of remains a little light-hearted which sounds nice it sounds like fun yeah uh that's that's definitely kind of the aim of the traditional rpg and the trailer that i watched for the happiness is mandatory game uh had a similar tone cool of obviously nothing is as it seems mm-hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm very excited about that no that sounds fantastic um i have a little bit of video game news for you which i know is rare oh. for me i don't have too much usually but this really stuck out at me jacob how much do you keep up with uh with the royals and by that i mean the english royals not the baseball team. Not the base. Is there? I didn't even know there was a baseball team. Uh, Kansas City. And not the not the Battle Royales, the the English Royals. When was the last time you read about Cheeseburger Royale? Yeah. Uh, not a Cheeseburger Royale. No, that's not, not what you're talking. That's about. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about mm. specifically Prince Harry. And uh, I do not keep up with that at all. So you're gonna have to fill me well, in on you, that. You're gonna need to start because oh, Prince no. Harry is moving to ban Fortnite. Hold on. Now you'd think that it it really wouldn't even be on his radar. It seems like a strange thing for him to care about. But is he banning it from the castle that he lives in? No, he wants or... to he he wants to ban it in the country. Okay. 
Now, he's a royal, doesn't actually have any power to do so. I <laughs> uh, want to be very clear on that, right? This is not something that is ever going to happen. But <laughs> it is a thing not. that he said. And it is okay. a wild thing that he said. Now, what... The direct quote Okay, is, yeah, give me the direct quote. That game shouldn't be allowed. Where is the benefit of having it in your household? It's more addictive than alcohol and drugs. Now, I can't say I disagree with the first half. Sorry to people that love Fortnite. I'm just doing a light roast. The second (laughs) half, I don't don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe, right? We've heard the the reefer madness horror stories about (laughs) video game addiction several times. there, There was a dude in Korea who did die playing StarCraft for like six days straight because he forgot to eat and drink. Okay, yeah, but, I do remember you know, that happening. That that happened one time, and I feel like a lot more people uh, are in hospital and and uh, having problems with drug and alcohol addiction than with uh, video game addiction, especially Fortnite yeah. addiction. But uh, you know, I haven't seen the numbers. I haven't seen the stats. I you know, I'll call the local hospital right now and see. So did he? What prompted him to say this? Was he just like? Did he call a newspaper up or like shoot him an email like, "Hey, fuck Fortnite"? I don't. Or, I don't know. I know. Okay, so um, was he in an interview? In 2018, he told a group of young British students that they shouldn't play Fortnite at their age, which is weird because that's the only age that anyone plays Fortnite. Pretty much, yeah. Huh. I don't know because in the past he has he said like, "Yeah, I play Xbox." He, you know, he's he's the cool prince, I guess. Uh, this is also, you know, weird because, like, we're Americans and we know fucking nothing about, like, what it's, oh, yeah. you know, English royalty or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, he, he has in the past come out kind of, like, in defense of video games and said that, you know, that's a thing that he does and that he enjoys. But, I don't know, Fortnite showed up on his radar and he is on a crusade to stop it. Hmm. That's a weird move on his part. It's a strange decision and I'm really surprised. I guess... It's not that strange of a decision if you can't, like, be voted out of being Prince. (laughs) If you got, like, nothing on the line, you're just like, I'm going to pick this thing that I think is bad and everyone else is, like, kind of on the fence about. (laughs) Or a lot of people are on the fence about. I know a lot of people love Fortnite, and that's, Uh that's fine. But, I don't know, Fortnite seems like one of those things that you could, like, pretty easily convince a parent of a household that is bad. Yeah. I guess and then so, make your, right? make yourself look good to these parents. Young now, Johnny, to what end, he's I, always I, on I the computer. Know. He's always on the computer mm-hmm. games. He won't stop playing his Nintendos. But it is strange to me that he would single out Fortnite, other than the fact that, I mean, like, Fortnite is, is, has got to be, like, the most played game now, or one of the most played games. It's easily in the top five of most popular video games. And I mean, I, maybe he just hasn't heard of Apex Legends yet. Sure, right? Or, you know, maybe he just picked the one that's in the zeitgeist the most mm-hmm. because he knew it would be easy to to point at it to Paris and say, like, that's the bad one. That's the one. We don't like that one. But it's it's really odd to be choosing that other than, I guess, he just doesn't like how many people play it because plenty of people have attacked other games like Mortal Kombat for being overly violent or overly sexual. Uh, Rockstar games constantly get those kinds of criticisms. But to lobby it at Fortnite that has made a brand of like no we're a kid-friendly game we don't allow any of that kind of stuff here i guess he just doesn't like how popular it is 
Maybe. I don't, I'm not trying to rush to the defense of Fortnite, but it is uh, it is a strange move on his part. It's fine. I'll defend Fortnite. To, to call that out. Fortnite's a fine game. A lot of people don't like it. That's okay. That's nothing fine. wrong with not liking it. A lot of people like that game. Great. I have plenty of video games that I love that other people don't like. Oh, yeah? You got any video game news for a game that you love that other people don't? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, the thing is, is like, uh, I said that, but actually a lot of people like the games I like. Yeah. Because my, my news about Rainbow Six Siege is they had a very, very good April Fool's event. Oh, that's was like, right. Literally no joke. Uh, it would, they actually did it in the game and mm -hmm. it's great and it's still live for tonight and tomorrow and everybody should go. If you like Rainbow Six Siege, go play that April Fool's event because holy shit, is it great. What did they do? Uh, well, they, uh, I think it's called Everything is Magic. Okay. And they reskinned a map. The Rainbow Six map. doesn't have any magic in it, as far as I understand. Zero. I mean, science is kind of magic. Uh-huh. But even then, they don't really have science. Somebody makes holograms. They don't really explain how they make holograms, but they do make holograms. Uh, so they, they gave some of the tougher operators. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, stereotypically less tough skins. If you would like to be Tachanka and be very pink and have a big unicorn horn on Hell your head. Yeah, I do. Please That's do. the only way it's, I want to play our Lord and Savior Tachanka. It's fantastic. All of your guns shoot confetti. <laughs> Whenever you uh, shoot a wall, normally your bullets would leave a little <laughs> uh, bullet hole. Instead, right. they leave a little star-shaped sticker. Oh, that's adorable. I love this. This is fantastic. The uh, the game mode is uh, called VIP uh, Bear, I think. Uh, and it is a very important plushie. So uh, it's a take on the hostage game mode where the attackers are trying to go in to where the defenders are, uh, take a, a, a hostage and escape with them without okay, the yeah. hostage getting hurt or themselves getting hurt. But it's a it's a guy in a bear costume. Oh, it's not even a stuffed bear. It's a guy in a bear costume. It's a guy in a bear costume. And he dances? He, like, kind of, like, dances and, like, says hi and, like, he has, like, voice lines. They changed all of the voice lines for the uh, announcer to a uh to a, a female voice and it sounds like a narration on like a kid's cartoon this is wonderful I they love did this. so much work on this thing that like all of the cosmetics so all of the cosmetics that you get there's cosmetics for four operators mm -hmm. and then there are a whole bunch of weapon skins and weapon charms um it's kind of expensive to get all of them uh it's it's a lottery out of a pack uh, lottery system out of packs but you mm -hmm. can't get duplicates so if you just buy enough packs like one okay pack you are every, guaranteed to get them all you, eventually. you, you are guaranteed to get all of them uh -huh. and there's an upper limit of how much you spend but okay. that upper, upper limit is i think 30 ish dollars okay, which is I'm, expensive lot, but i mean depending on how much content and how many skins you're getting that seems pretty reasonable to me so you, you get a pretty good amount of like these skins and stuff mm -hmm. the other thing is is it takes time and effort and money to produce big events like this and this isn't the first time they've done something like this around halloween they did a haunted house event where they reskinned the house uh That's map cool. and they yeah. made it all spooky and then they made scary skins and then you play a special game mode they like do a bunch of work mm -hmm. about every three to four months on this kind of thing mm -hmm. i'm perfectly willing to sp spend a little bit on overpriced cosmetics to guarantee that i get one of those events every three to four months because they're so much fun that's fantastic a blast i love uh, this yeah and yeah so, absolutely like you should support it when game developers do things that you like 
Yeah, absolutely. So now, now I am a proud owner of a of a Tachanka unicorn horn. That now I just have more reason to try and force picking Tachanka force on every defense time. every single time. If you could play him on attack, you would. They're actually going to rework Tachanka. I know nobody cares about this. They're going to. He's well. That's that's one of the things that they talked about. Is everyone embraced Tachanka so much uh-huh. that his gameplay style doesn't fit with what the game is and they didn't realize it whenever they were setting out and developing all of the operators Mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the game so they want to make him fit more in line with how all the other operators work but they do not want to change him or his personality or what people love about him that's why he stayed the same for so long and they're just like yeah i mean like He's never going to get picked competitively, but everybody loves him. So I guess that's what he is. I like that a lot. I think that's it's great when developers are able to hone in on the things that people like about their game and make changes that hopefully like, you know, make the game better without removing or retracting any of those things. I think that's fantastic. Sure. And in interviews, developers have specifically said like, yeah, one operator is always going to be the Mm-hmm. right and if everyone loves the worst one because they're the worst one that's fine right that's got to be okay yeah like, sure i mean that's 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 a good thing somebody's gonna be the worst yeah might as well have someone be the worst because the way he is and everybody loves that about uh-huh. them yeah totally i 100 agree with that uh do we want to do another viewer question yeah one. Gotta, this you, one's you a little gotta... this one's a little more serious okay you got a wrap up um, question for us uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up on this one. Uh, this is from Colin. This was from last week, but I sandbagged it because I, I really liked it. Uh, what game did you play that made you feel the most stupid? Just the dumbest. God, it's every now, game I'll, I play. I'm a fucking idiot. I will, I will go first because I have a very specific one that I honed okay. in on. Okay. Uh, of all of the puzzle games that I've played, of all these other things that I just, like, couldn't figure out, nothing has made me feel dumber than Artifact. Oh, really? Because I went into Artifact going, I play a lot of card games. I know how to play card games. I've played specifically Richard Garfield (laughs) card games. I know what to expect. This game is too hard. (laughs) This game is too fucking hard. I cannot keep track of that game made me feel I get more it. dumb. And it's mostly because I went into it saying, no, I'm smart. I'm a smart person. I yeah. know how to play card games. And then I got there and went, oh, I do not know how to play card games. Um, I think... Okay, this is, this is also going to be a slight story, right? Uh, Dark Souls 1 is okay. the game that made me feel the most dumb because I knew what I was getting into, right? I was like, I know this game's going to be hard. I, I, I psyched myself up to die a bunch, okay? I was okay. like, it's going to be fine. I'm not going to have a problem. I will be cool with it. No problem. There's a there's a door in Dark Souls that I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to open. I was trying, I was like backtracking. I was like, okay, I guess I can't go to this area yet. And backtracking in Dark Souls fucking sucks because you have to fight through just a million skeletons that are all boss monsters. 
and I'm <laughs> wandering around, not good at the game, just trying my my level best to figure out where the switch is or the lever that I need to pull. I'm like making a diary like I did in Mist, trying to figure out, okay, I've been through here and I did that and I'm pretty sure that that did that. And they wouldn't make something that just like unlocks or, or, or locks me out of an area, right? It's not like a path system. You had to walk up to that door and press A. Ellis. That's what you had to do. Did you not? You had to walk up to the door and input the same fucking command that you input to interact with everything in the single game. <clears throat> in my defense, I walked up to that door and I must have just like hit it from a weird angle or something like that. Didn't see the prompt and immediately walked away from it. Never tried it again. All right. I okay. had to look it up on yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't find anything. Because of course not. why would somebody post something about this impossible puzzle to solve? <laughs> Eventually, I just found a guy doing a playthrough and skipped to that part in the video and just watched him walk up to it, push A, and go in the door. <laughs> Look, it was my first Dark Souls game, okay? I didn't know what I was doing. It was my Didn't first Dark Souls game, and I'm a goddamn you had to idiot. Open doors. And I don't know Why? how to just push A. I don't know how to just play a video game like you play Listen. every fucking video game that's ever existed. Dark Souls games are hard, okay, Ellis? Yeah, it's Dark Souls games are hard. They're artificially hard when you can't figure out how to open doors. That's that's not the true. part of the game that's supposed to be hard. But to be fair, that's my fault. I don't think they intended for that to be a puzzle or a challenge. A little bit on From Software. Yeah, little, 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 little bit. bit on. Oh, I'm gonna blame From Software bit. for that one. There, well, no, a little bit, a little bit. Also, a little bit you. So look, right. I'm bad at Dark Souls, but not the the part that everybody else is. I'm I'm amazing at just Dude, killing bots. I'm, I'm speed running. I'm content. so close to the world record, but man, give me a door that you have to push A on, and I am stumped. All right. So thank you everybody for listening. We. This has been the Big Stack Podcast. We are the the Big Breakfast Boys. That's right. Normally, Boogie Two Nine Eight is here. Mm -hmm. This is the the short stack, the half stack, the the half stack. We're missing one third, right, of one, the one stack. Third. But so he's, this is a half stack. You know, he's bigger in presence. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That's true. So, if you liked what you heard here today, please uh, head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the big stack podcast and uh check that out thank you so much to all of the donors that we have there already mm -hmm. we really appreciate your contribution we love doing the show and that keeps us going yes it does uh so boogie was out this week he mm -hmm. was getting some dental work done he should be back next week with yep. some sweet new pearly whites but we do wish him a happy and speedy recovery mm -hmm. hopefully it's not too bad dental stuff sounds scary to me and i i hope that he is doing okay yeah he went for the the breast augmentation at the same time though so he might be out of commission for a little while are they putting breasts on his teeth yeah he's gonna have big old titty boobs in his right, mouth right in his mouth but you know right. like facing out is it one individual one per tooth nope. or is it just two big ones it's going one out? long tit jacob oh my god